I have a favorite picture of me. I'm standing on top of a giant Mayan pyramid. My arms are outstretched against a deep blue Mexico sky with the landscape rolling off into the distance. I'm standing victoriously on top of a huge stone structure. I could never have climbed that structure just four days before that picture was taken. And that's why it's not the aesthetics that make me love that picture. That picture is the day I trampled on a lion and a serpent. I'm going to explain in my upcoming podcast. Hello and welcome to In the Secret with your hostess, Joni Scott. A couple of years ago, I planned a trip to visit my son who was working in Mexico City. Shortly before that trip, my body decided to rebel. My arm and shoulder just quit working and chose instead to send pain shooting down my back and legs. My hand was numb. I couldn't even hold on to a pen. I tried pain meds, tried the doctor, chiropractors. Nothing was working. I spent days sitting in my armchair or laying on the floor. I had to put my arm in a certain position and hold still. I had just before that started memorizing Psalm 91, and all I could do was pray it out loud all day and some of the night to God. When the Mexico trip was only a week away, I still hoped to go, but my body was still not cooperating. Well, four days before uh, I was scheduled to fly out, my face broke out. It had thick, ugly red patches, and my lips swelled up. That morning, I wrote an email to my son. I told him I could not join him in Mexico City. And yet somehow, I also couldn't bring myself to push the send button. Instead, I just fell apart. My husband came upstairs and he found me in a mangled mass of tears. I can't go, look at me. He grimaced at my swollen red face and also he saw I was in so much pain. He walked right downstairs and he called into work. He wanted to just give me some emotional support. But in the end, through some guidance by the Holy Spirit, I ended up getting the medical help I needed that day. And four days later, I was flying to Mexico. When I went there, I conquered more fears than than I would have even expected. I took a hot air balloon ride and then I climbed a giant Mayan pyramid. Those were things I would not normally do even when I felt healthy. But that big event was going up that steep and unending stairs of the pyramid. As I went, my arm and shoulder just began to feel increasingly better until I literally cast my sling away that I'd begun to wear and I went for it. And with God's grace, I conquered that pyramid. My physical ailments, my swollen face, a fear of heights, a new culture. So when I stood on the top of that pyramid that day, arms outstretched, it was a dance-worthy moment. I actually wrote about it in a small book called Set Upon the Rock. I'll put a link to that in the description. Our next verse in Psalm 91 tells us that a victory dance is coming. Let's read it. Psalm 91.13 says, You will tread upon the lion and the adder. 
the young lion and the serpent shalt thou trample underfoot. Well, honey, that day is coming. There will be a victory dance for all who hold on to God. The snake and lions we fear will be nothing but fine dust for us to trample on. So let's take a look at these creatures. Let's look at lions. Biblically, lions are often portrayed as magnificent and powerful. Jesus himself is called a lion. One of my all-time favorite verses is Revelation 5.5, which says, Weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome. However, in Psalm 91.13, lions are a strong enemy that we're supposed to conquer. Just like 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil prowls about like a lion seeking someone to devour. Lions, especially young, strong, agile lions, are a daunting force to reckon with. Dr. David Livingston, the famous explorer and missionary to Africa in the 1800s, once experienced such a surprise attack by a lion. He barely escaped with his life. A native shot the lion, but he had weeks of recovery and a badly scarred arm the rest of his days. Livingston hated the scars, which, it would seem, caused him to realize he was fragile next to the king of the beast. The public, who read about the story back home in Scotland, saw him as a courageous hero and made a statue to celebrate the attack. Well, prior to this attack, Livingston had said, the sense of danger vanishes when you are in a country of lions. He knew the lions were there, but maybe he forgot that they also attack. And we are in a world of lions. And they will attack, and so we must be sober-minded. We know the enemy would love to surprise us, charge out of a bush, and bring pain and heartache into our life. And there are times we do not recover for quite a while. We might hate the scars, but the scars do remind us that God alone delivers us. We need to be near him continually so that when that enemy pounces, it's going to be doing battle with a shotgun called Jesus and the mighty angels. And that lion is going to find our boot on his back and we will raise a fist in victory. The psalmist David grabbed a sheep right out of a lion's mouth and killed him with his bare hands. David reminded Saul of this just before he faced Goliath. Seems to me God used that lion encounter to give David courage in the battle against another giant that lay ahead. Lions may pounce and lions may maim, but it will only make us stronger until the day of Christ Jesus. And then there are snakes. Snakes are smaller than lions, but potentially just as dangerous because they sneak and they slither they slide. Well, they hurt by biting and inserting venom. The verse here is referring to an asp, and that was famous along the Nile for its deadly poison. Cleopatra is said to have died by allowing an asp to bite her. It was actually the nobleman's death back then because you fell asleep and you died painlessly. Isn't that what the enemy Satan wants? He wants to inject poison through doubts, through fears, unbelief. He'll entertain us until we're in a slumber and we don't even know that our heart has grown cold within us. 
Well, Jesus gave us some instructions about snakes, just as he was on the way out the door from earth to heaven. In Mark 16, verses 17 and 18, he said, And these signs will follow all who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Really? Pick up serpents? I'm glad I have not had a chance to see if this verse plays out in real time in my life. Though it actually did for Paul in Acts 28. He was throwing fire, wood onto a fire, and a snake crawled out. The Bible says it fastened itself on Paul's hand. I know what I would have done. Freaked out, ran, screamed. The natives thought Paul must be getting his just rewards. They assumed he was a murderer or such. But instead, Paul shook that creature right back into the fire, went on making his s'mores. So I guess we can literally pick up snakes. But like we talked about yesterday, I am not going to tempt God by sticking my hand out at a rattler to see if it works. There are snakes that crawl out of the fires of our lives. And Psalm 91 says that we're just going to say, yeehaw, trample on them suckers. A snake bite could be an addiction. Maybe long ago you thought, I can handle a little bit of this drug or this indiscretion. That is putting our hand in a snake cage. And if it bites us, it's going to infuse our soul with a deadly poison. And when you sample poison, it affects everything. It's like a forest fire out in California with Santa Ana winds just spreading, damaging, destroying. David's son Solomon knew the cost of indiscretion all too well. He said in Proverbs 6:27, Can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? And once you are bit, it may take years, counseling, coming to an end of yourself to finally be set free. It could also take a simple cry of deliverance, and I've seen both be true. I met a couple once who were saved after being addicted to heroin. The husband said that they kept shooting up heroin for months after finding the Lord, and each time they would cry out for deliverance and repent. It took a while, but eventually they were set free, and he went on to serve God as a pastor. However God chooses to deliver us from evil, the one who dwells safely in the shelter of God's wings, staying close to the Father's heart and listening daily to his voice through the word, will not be defeated by a snake bite. The lies and temptations of the enemy are just fodder to be trampled on. We'll also begin to see those snakes a long way off, and we turn away before we're in striking range. Snakes will bite, and lions will pounce, but the one who holds fast to God will have the final say. The Victory Dance in Heaven is going to be worth it. Whatever you're going through today, I pray that you will find endurance and hope to see it through. Your arms will one day be outstretched in a victory dance in heaven. God bless you, and I'll be back with more of Psalm 91.